episode is sponsored by Pop Culture Gourmet Popcorn at popculturepops.com. That's pops with a Z. Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. Very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. Ooh, I burped. <laughs> You're so cute. I love you. Well, that's Sorry. Jackie. <laughs> yeah, that's what's good. A big burp. <laughs> and I'm Christina. Yes, you yeah. are. So we, I have to talk about what we were talking about off the air because it's funny. We'll just do a really quick side note. We were talking about two-way pagers. Two ways, yes. Yeah, so I don't know if the listeners know this, but you're five years older than me. I am. Yeah, so... We were talking about high school, and you had pagers in high school. Yes. Okay. So, so, so what is a pager? So a pa- so a beeper. Yes. So they were beep. Well, I'll say this: they were beepers when I was in middle school. Okay. And then when I got to high school, we evolved to the Motorola two-way pagers. Okay. So the two the beepers you have to call it and then call the number. Oh. But the two-way pagers, like you could actually send message. You could, it was like, was like a, It was a beep. A, Texting beeper. Gotcha. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of cool. It was a lot of fun. So would you put it on your hip and just walk around with your cool beeper? Uh, yes, and you weren't really supposed to have a beeper. Right. So I'm phones sure. were just phones. Okay. So that that's how that went. Like you didn't really have a phone to. Okay. The phone wasn't all encompassing. There was no internet on the phone. God, I, I could no no internet, no none of that. Okay. So I had internet, but if you would dial up, you'd get charged like a dollar a minute. So oh, you'd get snap. so much trouble. <laughs> or my texting. I if you go over like 20 free texts a month, I get in big trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're going over all my money. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And you get in trouble because you're always texting. Like, yeah. that's what you're really? doing all the time. Texting yeah, is the only way thing. to talk. That or AIM. Did you use AOL? Like I AIM? never. Nope. Oh, was, that's so weird. By okay. the time that was a thing, I was adults okay. in the navy right i've heard like, of messenger like high school thing yeah. yeah i i heard of messenger i didn't hear of messenger until after i got i, I never used it until after i got out of the military my first job they used messenger a- i don't know messenger a- oh a-, 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 a yeah they used mm-hmm. aim yep. still so yeah oh my god yeah, no i don't That's know so funny. <laughs> we used to say i mean i can think of my best friend and i and she's married to her husband still and he would flirt with her over aim and i'd be sitting over her shoulder like okay Girl, see this. Oh, look at look what he did. Oh, look at it. You know, so stupid. Anyway, and it's a, that's a good memory. So any of our millennial listeners will relate to that. Yes, I'm an elder millennial. So you are. I, uh, you are. Are you on the end of the spectrum? I am at the beginning, sort of, kind of, in a way. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I just turned 35, so that makes, yes. that makes for an interesting life. Okay. So that's really, I mean, that's it. I yeah. just talked about you want to <laughs> Because that made me happy. I was like, oh my God, you really had a pager. Yeah, like, I never feel much younger. I never feel younger than you. I had a pager in fifth grade, though, like a purple one. Yes. Okay. Wow. Because I walked home from school. Oh, that makes sense. I got my first cell phone when I was 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a little crappy one. Like, my grandparents got cell phones and I got the extra one that was free. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's like that. And I've had this, which this is crazy. I've had the same cell phone number since I was 12. 
Get never changed here. it. I know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got, it was like a little Nokia brick, like real crappy phone. What for a 12 year old? That's uh-huh. pretty amazing. It was. And so, you know, I couldn't text or anything till like I got older till, you know, maybe high school. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing. I think my grandparents, you know, they raised me. They just wanted me to be safe. Mm-hmm. I get that. I used to stay after school for soccer or stuff like yeah. that, you know, but it's weird to think about like, oh man, that's so long ago. Yeah. It's almost 20 years ago. I am working on my 20-year reunion. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Five, no, three years. Are you serious? Yeah. 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, series listening. Series listening. <laughs> 20 years, yeah. For high school? Well, I'll be 35, 38 in three years. Oh, my God. Yeah? Yeah. 20. I mean, I'm on my 12, so that makes sense. That makes this, sense. like, up here coming yeah. up. Oh, God. I, right, yeah. Anyway, we're getting in the weeds. What's good in your hood? Um, <laughs> so I always have to look at my calendar to tell me yeah, what's good in my hood. Uh, is that long enough? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, I got to spend a lot of time with my village kids this past week, which is really always really fun when I, it's like people, people get their baby fixes. I don't need a baby fix. I just need that like toddler energy. I love toddlers. Toddler energy. Like probably three and four. I can take, I can take three to about first grade. That's that kind of energy gives me like a really good pump. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's go. They're like, zest for life. <laughs> yes. So I absolutely love them. And uh, we had to do a little course this week, which was pretty cool. Um, anyway, I just, we're continuous learning, trying to feed our brains. The social media course that we took, I guess that's good in my hood mm-hmm. for, for what it's worth. And, um, oh, and I finally have a nickname for my new nephew. Aww. I name all my nieces and nephews. Okay. So my brother's kids, specifically my younger brother, um, he has a set of twins. I call them macaroni and cheese. Oh, <laughs> and now his son, I'm going to call him Bolt. 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 That's cute. Bolt. Where did because that he's from? always kicking his feet like he's running. Yeah. So I thought... He's like, ready to bolt. Yes, he's I bolting. But like my favorite... I don't think it's a Disney movie. Maybe it's Disney. Bolt is my love the movie. <gasps> yeah. About the dog with the... Lightning bolt on him. He oh, thinks he's a real su- bolt, and then Hussein bolt. Okay. So I was like, the dog was really like a superhero. Hussein bolt's like a super fast runner. That's a really cool. That's a cool nickname. Yes, I'm gonna call him Bolt. I like that. He's yeah. gonna like that grunt. I that's hope cool. so. What's good no, in your hood? Um, well, you saved my bathroom. This is the ongoing saga of my bathroom <laughs> because <laughs> home renovations are expensive. Okay, so we have, excuse me, we have to do them in pieces. And we, I was freaking out because we, Clayton was like, oh, yeah, we got to buy a nail gun. They're like $100. And I'm like, what are you ever going to do with a nail gun again? You know what I mean? Like, what do we need one for? And I was like, let me use my village, like Jackie says. And I was like, please have a nail gun. Please have a nail gun. And you had one. Yeah. <laughs> so I got walls in my bathroom, which is so nice. That is a real good one. I'm telling you, you, st- you appreciate the little things. <laughs> when you haven't had, ba- when you- I've been looking at, like, boards. I mean, it was ugly. <laughs> I was babysitting After friends, you found kids. those razors in the back. Oh, yeah. That's funny for people. So my house was built in 1941. We had the old original medicine cabinet. We took it off. Um, and there were razors in the wall, like old, old razors. that's what they did back that's then. That's what they did. There was a slit in the back of the um, medicine cabinet, and they would just take it off take and it throw it in there. Isn't that crazy? That's... My assumption would be so kids or animals couldn't get into the garbage mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, but... Anyway, so yeah, renovating an old home is not easy, but I'm glad now that I have walls, so thank you. 
<laughs> that is what's good in my hood. I'm that's telling beautiful. you, my bathroom's been driving. And I only have one. That's the other thing. Like, mm. I have a small house, so I have one bathroom, so I have to look at the bathroom. And it should be nice. It is nice. It looks beautiful. Now we can pick a color and, you know, anyway. So, thank you. Yeah, yes. My so, bathroom is good. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful bathroom. Good. You said I have walls. I have walls. Oh, they made me happy. Speaking of colors. Yeah. This episode is about the browning of America. Oh, yeah. You colors. are so good with those transitions. <laughs> You are always doing them. I love it. No, that's right. Yeah, yes. the Browning so, of America. It was an article I read in Vox, and it just talks about how the more diverse or the more brown, basically, the America comes, the, the more conservative we will become. This one, listening to it back, you get in your like, feelings. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, it definitely, it's always interesting to read stuff like that and hear it um, and then wonder why, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, we talk about that. We talk about kind of our guesses on that. We talk about, yeah. um, you know, not that it's bad to be conservative, but just interesting that that's what happens as we yeah. become more diverse, yes. you know? Yeah, this was a good one. This one could be triggering. So I think so. Either way, whether you're conservative for or sure, not. politics does politics come is, into it. Mm-hmm. You can't. There's no. Can't there's no way you it. exactly. You can't separate it. You can't walk away from it. So I really enjoyed reading this article. I I love. I don't know if this is like so. It's like sociology almost, yeah. really, because it's a study of people um, mm-hmm. and ide- and identity politics. There's a lot of identity politics. Yes. So, yes, yeah, yes. So, I think you'll enjoy this one. Yes. You'll probably shout at your car radio a lot. Don't get mad at us. We're <laughs> just speaking our feelings. That's true. And if you, you know, feel something, do not hesitate. Good, bad, yeah. ugly, or indifferent. Let us, Let us know. know. So yeah, reach out. In. Already, <laughs> she's making a face. Cause hey, <laughs> you know this is a touch. What they say, religion, politics, and that's so funny. You said that. Well, this is getting long, but I was talking to my mom and. I, and we were just, I was like talking about what we talked about just in there. I was like, it's literally religion, politics, and what was the other one? I don't know. But that's what, yeah. oh, it's religion and politics is what you're not supposed to talk yeah, about. Talk I was like, me and Jackie, that's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> like I was telling her, you know, we interviewed an Islamic woman that'll be coming out. And, yes. and, and I was like, that's what we talk about. That's what we do. <laughs> Taboo for two. Yes, I like it. Yeah. But it's okay. We're coming right. at it. And, and you can have fun and still like each other. Yes. Just imagine that. Imagine that. All right. So I imagine you guys enjoying this episode. Absolutely. And letting us know what you think. See you. And here we go. Starting on this episode. Yeah. So you want to... Yes, so I want to talk about a little this week. We are talking about the browning of America and then its intersection with politics and what happened. So I was reading, I was listening to a podcast um, called It's Vox in the Weeds and they like, they dive into like Mm -hmm. deep issues. They were doing a year in review because, you know, it's the beginning of the year and they were, and one of the issues that came up was a paper that they wrote about how as America gets more you know brown is that it turns more cons- oh white people turn more conservative mm-hmm. and i was like that 
that is just interesting to me. I think it's a foreshadowing. Well, I think we're already there kind of showed with like what happened with Trump. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to talk about that. Like, what does that look like? Why do we think that is? And where do we go from there? You know, I was really surprised when you brought this up because I know how much you shy away from politics. I do. Yeah. Even though it is like... On this podcast, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to come from like a place of... And I preface it to say that I don't think that turning conservative is bad. Yeah. And I'm pretty liberal. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. But it was also interesting to me. That study was interesting to me. You know, and like what they say. But yeah, that's good. What were you saying? Yeah, then. No, it's just I know how there's that separation of like, I don't want to be political. I don't want to be. And in some ways, I've always thought they're so connected. Yeah. In some ways. You can't disconnect them, really. No, you, it's, it's, I yeah, mean, there are things point. where we, when we are talking about race, which again, we know is a made up construct and it is what we make it. Right. And all that good stuff that when we talk about true change, right? When we talk about the balance of power and the relationship that it has with race. You can't help but to bring politics into the picture. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So how did we get that far without talking about politics? <laughs> I mean, again, like avoiding it is probably the right word. I, I think I just tried to bring value without having to like take a stance or even yeah. I'm not trying to be too political again because I don't yeah. know. I don't want it to become where that's just us ranting and raving about politics and the yeah. intersection of of race. Of race. Yeah, yeah. but I think in this, just in reading um, the article that you brought to my right. attention, it almost, it, it it will ultimately bring out where you stand. Right. What you value, what is important. And, and I don't know, it's just one of those things that I think once you read it, uh, the name of the article is Browning of America. We'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. White Threat and Browning America, How Demographic Changes Fracturing Our Politics. Yeah, and I, I really, it was a long read, so yeah, if you it is long. take the time so to even, take a look at it, it was right. definitely a long read, and then that led to many other things. I did get the chance to read, to listen to the the Ezra Klein show where mm-hmm. he had Jennifer Richardson on, and she discussed the threat of yeah. white threat and American politics, and so the I think she's even mentioned in the article some of the studies. I was really shocked at a lot of the studies that have been done just around looking at how race and politics intersect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was really neat. Well, and that speaks to one of the things I wanted to bring up was like, so when Barack Obama became president, we thought, you know, we were lived in a post-racial society. But one of the studies they did said, if anything, it divided us farther along race. Which makes sense. Yeah, to me it does. And as a white person, Mm -hmm. so as a white person, a lot of the people in my life or things that I've gotten is, well, we had Barack Obama as president, aren't things better? Yeah. And the study that they showed was like, actually, it divided us more. So, yes, it was a good thing. Yes, we moved forward. Like, obviously, no one's denying Barack Obama's presidency mm-hmm. was great for race. But interactions amongst races got had more tension right? because I, of his – why do you think that is? Well, because, I, like I said, I think that race has a lot to do – or perception of race has a lot to do with power and I think they even said it in there that it is uh, I was kind of taking notes yeah Yeah, that the perception of race and power matters and when you look at the fact that a black man is now the most powerful man in the world in a sense the leader of the free world that is a threat to a lot of people to some fractions of people's whiteness and to their power because 
I think that it has been ingrained in many European Americans that in order to to have power, you have to be in power. And that if they're not in power, then what, and I think it's always in the back, I don't think this is what they think of, but I think this is where the fear is, is then what now will happen to us right. if we're not in power? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I would say, like, again, so I'm always authentic. I think one of the thoughts that I've had about that is, like, how could minorities not want to seek retribution? Yeah. You know what I mean? For like what's been done to them. I Mm -hmm. think that's part of the fear that could be there Mm -hmm. because to me, I think so much has happened. So like we're already becoming more, you know, brown. So then if they become in power, then what exactly what happens to the white person and are we in danger? Yeah. Are you in danger? Are you now going to become an endangered species? Yeah. Right. Endangered species in danger of. Yeah, retribution. I mean, it just, we fear what we don't know. And so if we, if we, we don't know what it looks like mm-hmm. to live with the majority of brown people in America, we, because whites have always been the, the majority. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. And I cannot say that I understand, but I, I get it because when you, I have this notion, whether it be it true or not, but I think that somewhere in European Americans' mind, they do actually believe, some of them believe that they are the superior. Mm. They they consciously or subconsciously believe that they are superior. And a lot of that is validated by our political system, mm-hmm. by these things. And so when those things are now in jeopardy, it's like, oh, Right. What have what have we become? What is to happen to us? I mean, and I think we're kind of talking in circles on that, but the truth of the matter is, is in reading the article, it's like, look, white people are older. Yeah. They are not right. having as many babies. Right. So this is what it is, right? This is really what's what's happening. And that right. there are more there are people of many different cultures. There are a lot of non white people that are here that are younger mm-hmm. and that are having children. Mm-hmm. And so that leaves white, you know, European Americans in a position where you're outnumbered. Mm-hmm. And I, I just it always boggled me this whole idea of because the, the article was talking about population and how that has a lot to do because voting the right. voting population has a lot to do mm-hmm. with the way politics look right, right. who's so, voting yep. yeah who's yep. voting yep. yep who is actually voting so then there there are these fears that were put on who's voting and why they're voting and what that means and that's a whole that's deeper into the conversation but it, it has always kind of boggled me that it's I don't know I, I, I kind of like lost my train of thought but it's like it, it, it's a lot to wrap your mind around and I'll tell you in reading this article I felt like I felt myself kind of getting pissed off yeah that's like, great Share, why like what made you because that way is, yes because it is it is just another reminder when you look at the studies that they've done and I think we should talk specifically about some of the studies that mm-hmm. they do when you look at their response to feeling like um <laughs> that they are not not the the, the majority it's a little, it's sickening mm-hmm. and it is it's, it's it's not even disturbing but it's like fuck right like this is and these are some of these folks or they did it with independence mm-hmm. uh one of the studies that jennifer talked about she did the, on the um ezra podcast mm-hmm. was she was saying she subtly and gently exposed people on the subway mm, yeah i love to, that to spanish speaking spanish speaking yeah. people and it was like they're because they hear someone that's speaks and sounds differently from them, they automatically 
start leaning to be more conservative, even on things that they might not ordinarily be conservative right. about. But yeah. what does that say about, we have these conversations about implicit bias and all these things. It's like, what does that say about the indoctrination of European American people? Right. Right. That is just so yeah. deep on so many levels right. that it's like you can't you can't help it. Mm-hmm. That threat. That's what I was just going to ask. Like, I'm just rhetorical because I have to yeah. self-reflect, too, is like, is it, you know, is it is it indoctrination or is it white people in general really believe we're superior? Is it a fear? I think a lot of so what you see, like it goes back to the politics, is that Trump used fear absolutely yeah. of other and other can be not just race but gay but this is New York LGBT community anything that's not the majority we are taught to fear and so what we saw is like Obama was elected but then the country overcorrected itself and swung to the other side completely overcorrected right because it was like well, shit, like, we did our due diligence, we elected, elected the black man, you know what I mean? Things are better, but we also don't want to, it's like you have this dichotomy in the U.S. where we're like, yes, let's move forward, we're excited, we want too much progress. Right, but too much progress, we have to bring it back, you know what I mean? And so, and Donald Trump used fear of other people uh, of brown skin to keep, to keep power. I really believe that, to keep power in, um the white man's hand but then it, to me that that his ability or him being able to play on that fear meaning that that means to me that there's something there yeah there has to be something for you to play on so it's like if i'm afraid of, of spiders and i'm like i don't worry about spiders <laughs> let them live you know when they're outside and right you know they're in their own habitat i right. understand how they're good for i get how they're a service yeah. to my household and getting rid of other bugs and stuff but the moment i hear that the spider population is increasing and it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just making me knowledgeable and i start going out and feel a spirit feel killing spiders because of that they're playing on a fear that was naturally there already right and so that i have thought to myself sometimes it's like man like for real is being black really that bad no i love my skin i wouldn't change my skin but for some people yeah hell yeah, yeah. it's like you're black is bad like black is dangerous it's dangerous that's it's a the, threat it's and a that, threat and, and that's what you see like with the wall and what you see you know and that's where i don't i don't know if i could speak to that yet i think i'd have to really think on it more but it's that like is it really criminalization of black and brown skin brown skin yeah it, it We're is trying to see it as dangerous i'm going to compare it to my own child mm-hmm. in the sense of i am now dealing with my seven-year-old seven oh my god my 12 <laughs> year old the fact that in many situations he will do whatever it takes to curve the truth mm-hmm to fit his own narrative. What does that mean? What do you mean? That meaning he will he will either conjure up something that may be closely related to what we're talking about mm-hmm. and make it a part of the truth that has nothing to do with it. He'll do whatever it takes to absolve himself of any guilt or wrongdoing in a situation. Oh, wow. And uh, this is no different. Right. Where you have people that are all guilty mm-hmm. of of racism mm-hmm. that are guilty of voting on the basis of I just want to make sure that white remains mm-hmm. supreme that right. there's that, that nobody theater. wants to necessarily admit that nobody you know wants I mean? to say that yeah. like and, he, and that's why I said even though we talk about implicit bias it's like it is there that if they will they I've seen where it's like okay instead of saying you know what 
I was afraid this and this, and I don't expect anybody to do this. They'll say, well, they're rapists. Right. Well, there's these conditional things that it's like, wait a minute, that's a half truth. Right. Like, that's not a full truth. Like, you don't paint this picture. And then we all end up paying the price in a sense where, like, you now we're dealing with polarized, very polarized. polarized. And our, our politics are polarized by race. Yeah, that's what they're by race, saying. Period. It's not even just, yeah, it's not even just um, anymore what you believe. In this, and it's not just like, here's a Republican Party nope. platform. Here's a, you know, Democrat. It's more of like, okay, if you're... You know, if you're white, you need to be a Republican. Right. If you're not white, you need to be... Right. Uh, um, Which is also sad because you look, if, if you look within the black community, and there are, it's diverse. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So so like I know that there are, I'm sure African Americans that don't want to be like I'm not just the Democrat. You know I mean, what I mean? I like mean, it's not fair. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Right. I am very fiscally conservative. So I, I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I there's a reason that I'm concerned, not conservative, but there's a reason why I'm a independent is because like I do believe in being very meticulous about our finances, mm-hmm. but I also believe in helping people. Right. I believe like socialism is great until you put humans in it. I believe. Right. The conservative. It's like a good idea. Yeah. Being conservative is great until you put the human factor in there. And it it all, to me, boils down to uh, when we talk about the the race and space. What did they say? The psychological parts of of race and politics then becomes, it becomes, it's first a psychological, then it's electoral or something like that. Is it all comes down to me is money. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, who has it, who doesn't. Who has it, who doesn't. And I don't know. I just feel like the the race side of things is 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 just a means to continue to keep us divided. Yeah, and I, that comes to something I wanted to say. So they, the article talks about, like, so we were unified, and then it gave way to conflict and the, and hope. So, right, so Barack Obama talked about hope, right? right? And then Trump had the complete opposite view of things. So as long as much of the country feels threatened... Unfortunately, it can give rise to people like Trump, to politicians like Trump. So basically what they're saying is like, not to be doom and gloom, but that politicians like that see that that works. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they one, there's two things. One, they see that race works. And two, they see are making people afraid of race. And then two, fear in general works. So ultimately, they get on the bandwagon of using that. Yeah, as, whether they believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So what's difficult for me, and this this may sound controversial, and I, I wrestle with this all the time as this work, is like, is Trump actually racist? Or does he just know that this kit works? You know, know what I'm saying? Like, that there's a majority, there's like 40% of the country, I think it is, that supports him currently so that but he knows that he can just tout these ideas and I think in order to be able to talk those ideas that no I, I think he I think he is you think he's straight because, because I don't know I'm not gonna come out and say no, that yet I don't know I would say because it, I don't think those two things are independent of each other okay if I said that no Christina I don't dislike European Americans, mm-hmm. but I was out on the internet talking about how terrible European Americans are. And just like all I did was bash and promote things that kept European Americans from advancing. But then I'm like, I'm just doing this because I want more followers. Yeah. I'm just doing it. No, you, you're a problem. Yeah. That's what I was wondering is like, is he doing it just because he knows it works? It gets him to power. He says what he says, what he wants to get yeah. where he needs to be. But he doesn't necessarily believe that 
you know, African-Americans or brown people are less than or less smart or mm-hmm. all those things. I just don't think it absolves him, even if yeah. he didn't. No, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. White. But can you have both? Can you have the belief? I don't so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't. That's what I wrestle so. with. You yeah, know, I can of, see that. Yeah, I just wrestle with, like, maybe that's not his belief system, but he's a horrible person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For doing what he does. But he believes that, that he's seen that whatever he can tap into to keep himself in power. And he's altering that base. He's altering the beliefs and upholding some very terrible things for people that actually believe that. He's right. validating that level of hate for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's validating so many things. And like you said, it is, it's cyclical because it works for him. And we know that th- this narrative that we're seeing with the Republican party used to be the narrative of the Democrat party. Mm, yeah, that's party. so interesting. So it's like, they're going to do what works. That, that's, and that's a problem. Yeah. The speech. Yeah. So that they, so they will say and do whatever it takes to stay this, in power. And this yeah. is why people don't trust politicians. Yeah. I don't blame them. Is I know. Because, I get that all the time. People, people are, why are you in politics? You're too good of a person. Uh, <laughs> this is people don't trust politicians. But back to the headline is that the fact that we are diversifying is causing yeah, fear and an overcorrection to the other side. And again, conservative isn't bad, but if you look at the word to conserve, right? Conservative, conserve and keep the change, keep change. Now, something that they did bring up that was interesting is they said, uh, I think it was like Texas and California have already become minority majority mm-hmm. or very close to becoming. And this country didn't, or those two states didn't dissolve and they've actually been able to well, not live in harmony, but it's been okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, and I loved that point because it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all that we will always be divided. Um, and even it, um, it even they went further to say that if politicians can kind of dive into what Barack Obama was onto, but bring race into it and say, like, look, we've already done it in these states. It is possible. And here's the strength of a more diverse society. Does that make sense? Yeah, but then you'll get places like Alabama, Mississippi, Mm. that will look at that and say, to hell with that. Look at how California is terrible because X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's true. They will look at those places and be And there's always going to be a reason that they can come up with why it's so bad. Absolutely. There's always going to be a way for them to validate the fact that those people that are are not European-American are the problem. They're yeah. the they're the reason why we can't get anything passed here. They're the reason why we got legalized marijuana. They're right. the reason why you know, mm. like they will be able to point at that as an example as to why we don't need right. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, right. Like the browning of America is bad for all of us. Yes, it look at what's happening. Cro- yeah, I could see that. The, the, look at what's happening, which is why you, we know that okay, racism is not regionalized, right. but we know where it's heavy. Like. We know where it's heavy. And then typically those places are red on the map. Yeah. And so as a black person, sometimes it's hard to separate the two. But as a logical person, I understand because I do have some some leanings, some red and some blue leanings. I get it. I get it. But you, you, you can't tell me that there isn't undertones of fear about non white. Yeah in that party yeah you, you can't you you can't it is it is it what is. it is it is yeah. what it is whether again whether it is an indoctrination or just a 
Policy will tell on you. That's all I say is how you vote, how you, um, the the values and system of beliefs you have and that you vote on will tell a story about who you are. Yeah. I can see that. Your voting record can tell Yeah, I mean, it'll, about, yeah, because that, it just, that's black and white, quite literally. That is. You know, not race-wise, but yeah, it is. Yeah, there's no, is. there's no, like, running from the way that you vote, mm-hmm. running from the way that you govern. And like I said, just like my son will create his own reality to the truth, you can vote for things that are causing voter suppression and say, well, we just need more restrictions on, you know what I mean? You can vote on these things and create this, yeah. this the narrative that you were fed or that you created to validate your truth. No matter what you believe. No matter what you believe. Yeah. I could do that. I mean, I, again, I have a 12-year-old who's, who's skilled at it. And I'm watching it happen like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Not, that's not just 12-year-old. That's human beings do it. We, we are not willing or ready to look at ourselves and who we are. Yeah, which is part of the work that we talk about. Yep. When you're not willing or ready to really deep, dive deep yeah. and, and, and really look at the why you're doing what you're doing yeah. or look at the truth behind why sometimes our elected officials are making the moves that they, they aren't doing, yeah. then then I think you you become a part of that problem. You become a part of that well, problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've said it out loud of like, a fear that I've had when when presented with this work. I don't fear it now, but I've talked about it in the beginning. My thing, and we do this, and this is the power of the podcast, is like, I can say that out loud. And sure, I could see how it would anger even you or anger people of color saying, are you kidding me? Why would you be afraid? But at the same time, it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. it is a fear. I don't think I have it now, but... I, when I was first confronted with the idea that white people would be a minority and I never even thought about it, it was like, well, shit, that is, it's just a fear of not, of not of minorities. It's just more of a fear of like, well, I've never been a minority. Mm-hmm. So what's that like? Yes. You know what I mean? And I don't know what that's like. Yes. And that's part of what she talks about is that when do European American people have to talk about being European American? Right. When do you that's have so to fun. have those conversations? As long as, and I think the stipulation was like, as long as you're not joining a white nationalist group, marrying outside of, yeah. <laughs> of your race right. or whatever. You're never you're forced never, to confront You're race. never, you don't have to talk about it. Right. You don't have to. Addressing your whiteness is conditional. Right. Is what I think um, so what she said. Conditional says. and situational. Mm-hmm. And so when when it, when it is there a turning point where you wake up, and I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, where you're, some European Americans wake up and say, wow, my skin wins. Yeah. I have winning skin mm-hmm. in life. Like, I really do have winning skin. And, and it's so <laughs> uncomfortable to say that to white yes. people. You know? To say you're, like, my skin wins. I get it. Yeah. Okay, so what am I yeah. doing with the fact that my, you know, and that's not, and we, we, we are your neighbor's hood. Right. So it's not saying, well, I'm going out there and saying white skin shouldn't win. White skin Right, right. No. Right. It's just not going out there saying, well, that skin and that skin and that skin really, I mean, they really don't need a seat at the table or we need to do the things that we can do to make sure that uh, we create new benchmarks for them. Right. And I'm talking, I guess in my mind, I'm specifically talking about voting and things like that because we're correlating it to, well, we want them to be able to vote, but now let's make sure they have like 
three and four IDs. Let's right. make sure that, you know what I mean? And it's more complicated than it needs to be. Than it needs to be, than mm-hmm. it ever was for you now that you set yourself right. up for uh, success or you were you you now have some some level of, of influence. It's just, it's ridiculous. It, yeah. To me, it, it is ridiculous. And I don't know what would cause. I think that um, our president has given people, uh, European-American peoples, the opportunity to have conversation about their skin yeah, and what that oh, actually absolutely. means. Regardless of being good or bad. I mean, to me, that's one, <laughs> I always try to be positive, one good thing that's come out of this presidency. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's caused white people to discuss race in a way they never would have. Yeah. Because I think when Obama gave white people an excuse to be like, well, look, everything's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're, we're post-racial. Look at, this is what the country believes. You know, we put a black man in power. Right. I think the article summed up that ideology um, perfectly on the other side is that European American people are very prejudiced when it comes to power. Yeah. And who has it? And who has it? Mm-hmm. And I, pre- being prejudiced, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong. I'm prejudiced. Right. It, it's what you do. Right. Do you know what with I mean? That it's what you yeah. do with that prejudice. And I, it, it, there are a lot of folks acting on that prejudice by positioning right. themselves. And, and so what's so interesting is how does such a mind... So they do say that, like, uh, there was... Um, I don't remember where the study was, but there's a, a lot of uh, Americans that are okay with the browning of America. So who knows if that's true, or, like, if they truly feel that way or they're mm-hmm. lying to people doing the, you know, asking, doing the survey. It's fascinating, it's the wrong word. is, But how is that smaller percentage so loud and so powerful? And, and I guess it comes to... It's not the... I mean, we don't... It's not the summing things up, but it's like... How do we not do we fight against that small faction? How do we how do we get them to do we ever get do we ever have a society where people aren't afraid? Do we ever have no a side? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the nature of being human beings. I don't right. think we'll ever have a society where everyone's okay with the status of everything. Right. And we have wars and, and such have been going on for centuries. Mm-hmm. Okay, like because of the haves and the have-nots right. and because of a power. Mm-hmm. That is not going to change. I mean, it, we're not on horses and chariots, mm-hmm. but we're at we're, we're at City Hall and right. the White House and the voting yeah. booth. Right. So I think that the war, those sorts of things, the, that doesn't, that's change. never... That's never going to go away. But um, do you want to put your energy into into trying to get that small percentage? And I, I and I don't. Yeah, want, right. Is it even? Is there even a point? To yeah, that? and and I would even say like, okay, is that a small percentage? Because we're t- we're not just talking about the people that are out there. You know, the, we're not just talking about white nationalists. Mm-hmm. We're talking about what people do behind the booth. Right. Right. We're talking about where their mind goes when they're in that box and they're deciding who they want to be, uh, to represent their values or what they need. You know, we don't always win. Obviously, when we go to the voting booth, sometimes it's a, okay, go with the devil, you know. Sometimes it's a, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're always, but it is difficult to, to give everybody therapy. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's a really great point. And I, you know, it's interesting. I can't apply this to what I learned through campaigning with you was like, we went to the likely voters, right? So to make the most change, we didn't knock on the doors of the people that were like, yeah, no, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to vote for her. It's pointless to try and convince people that are completely against you already, but it's better to try and mobilize and get the people that you know Mm -hmm. 
will work with you. Yeah, and um, what is his name? The I actually got a chance to hear him speak. The mayor of LA, um, mm-hmm. Eric, Eric, I can't say his name, Garcetti. Mm-hmm. I think it is, is. He said it. He was like, look, bottom line is I'm not going to spend the time trying to yeah. prove anything to everybody. I'm no, just going to get to action. Work. I'm going to get to work. You stole my soul what now what? <laughs> but yeah. But he said that and it, it yeah. is one of those things where you can put that energy mm. into trying to get people to believe yeah. that you're about this one thing or you can put that into action. And I think that's a choice that many people um, struggle with because of the fear of how will it look? How will it look if I am out here doing this? Will I have the support system to do this? I mean, but the voting booth is the one place you can hide. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can hide. And, right. that, and that's, that is your right. Yeah. And I respect that. That should be our right. But it, it when you say it, it's their right. Yeah, it's their right. It's your right to go in the voting booth and have your own say. But I would just, I, I can't, you can't tell people what to do when it comes to how, how they vote. How they vote. Why, they, why, vote. why yeah. they vote. Because based off of some of the things we've seen about what the one with the exposure to the people on the train, one was letting people read a certain article or saying certain things that talked about European Americans becoming a night. You just don't know what's going to trigger that, um, as my husband likes to call it, your lizard brain. Mm-hmm. It, like what's going to trigger your little lizard brain to say danger mm-hmm. and to have to. Yeah, and if you've been programmed to think that pe- people of color are dangerous, then yeah and don't even know it though like, right and that's that's the thing is getting we, we getting people to the table and understanding that yeah your life has been that's what I was gonna say so that's like I kind of that not the end but like where do we go from here you yeah. know how we do our so what now what it's like okay we're aware that things turn more conservative politically when people are browning again that's not necessarily bad but it's how do we we can't get that certain faction of the country to ever yeah except that we're becoming more diverse it is what it is so i guess my so what now what is that is like the mayor garcetti is like one it's good to be aware of these things like doing this podcast episode and this podcast in general helping white people see and confront race because we've never had to um and then just working to make continue to make things more diverse it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that uh there's a certain part of the country that doesn't believe that i and i also don't want to even get in arguments with people like that Mm. i actually don't when people you know what i mean like those are people i can't talk to you know Mm. what i mean like if you are gonna if you come at me and say ignorance and i'm just not willing to talk to you but if you if you can come at me and say you don't understand or you're afraid of what it looks like then then i can talk to you because that's being vulnerable you're open to conversation Mm -hmm. you know and so taking action is better than I think arguing. Yeah, and I can respect, I definitely, I too can respect the fact that you like, look, this is how I feel. This is what it is. Like, I just it, don't know what it looks like. And mm-hmm. and when I don't know, that is just fear inducing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm afraid of brown and black people. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's just more of like, I've never had to do deal with that. And so to me, it's not like, well, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> Like, you know what? Change. We are all averse to change. That's yeah. just human beings. Immunity to it. Yeah. <laughs> we have an immunity. We have an immunity to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my so what is I try to wrap my head around what it must feel like to be that trapped. Mm. Like, so what? And and I have to tell myself, you know, I know that they're trapped people. as a white person. Yes. To, mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a white person, I mean, that trapped into thinking that anything outside of you is not mm. good. Yeah. 
like I just, I just, I try to, and I, and I'm, not, I'm saying that as a so what is that because I know that for many people, for many factions of people, that won't change. Mm-hmm. They will always, yeah, be, will always be trapped in a sense of uh, threatened by. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's the threatened that's, by brown skin by brown skin or brown skin being in power. Yeah, 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 and that's just history facts. History works. <laughs> yeah, right. We cannot. That is not made up. Right. Um, and like I said, those studies, I would encourage people, so what, to take a look at that article. I mean, it's really long, but some of the studies that they did were yeah. it was just, it, it's hard to talk about because it was just like so frustrating. Um, And now what I would say is that it goes back to what we do in our own backyard. So if you're, if you've listened and you're like, um, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, what am I supposed to do? I, I believe that it comes down to looking at your little city mm-hmm. and where you are and what sort of boards and commissions and what sort of ways can you get involved that directly, that positively influence a politics and policy and governing right. that is inclusive to many people. So I, whatever your passion or pet project is, mm-hmm. or again, if you're into the arts, what does it mean to have all kinds of artists mm-hmm. uh, represented in the cities? Right. Sort of stuff. If you're if you're into parks, what it what does it look like to have parks? that are great all around yeah. your city and how could you be involved in that? Whatever that looks like. I think that's the now what, and I'm actually going to take that on too. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I think it's the military. I think that's what it yeah. is for me. The military piece is ensuring that um, the policies and things that are made in a city like ours that has a large military population provides equity mm-hmm. for people that don't look like the standard, or the not standard. the standard, but it is the standard yeah. retired old crusty white guy, <laughs> or let's say salty in the navy, you yeah, know, old salty white guy, um, because that right now is the standard, right? Do you know what I mean? And making sure that looks like looks like what our military actually right. look, or more like what our military actually looks like in our military families. But it's not just race, yeah, that's specific what we talk about, but that's across the board. People being threatened by women, people being threatened by um, shoot children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear people making fun of kids getting activists mm-hmm. Sunday. So yeah, it's that's not what, and I I hope people do the same. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, what an interesting article. Do some. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all. What gives me hope is my podcast too. Yeah, we're bringing. I mean, I feel like we're gonna look back at this like 30, 40 years from now and say. Hopefully say that because of, hopefully we're part of a larger narrative of mm-hmm. trying to move the country forward. Yeah. You know, because I do, like, that's why I love doing this is because we know where the country's headed. So if we can have our own little piece of history mm-hmm. uh, and make it better for our children racially, you know, have better relationships, yeah. then uh, I think we've done a good job. Yeah. So, and honestly, you guys are part of that. If you listen... And engage in this stuff, then, you know, you can be part of, like, I love this. Like, we, what I think, too, is, like, we often read these studies in doom and gloom, but it's, like, when we're, I feel like we're on a ship, we can still steer the ship away from the iceberg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be the way it is today, and I definitely believe that I have a voice. Yeah, yeah. No matter how Mm -hmm. small the impact I feel like I'm having, like, Mm -hmm. it, you can join us. You can listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. You can work towards a more diverse, um, healthy society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and two, 
let me say this too, is that when you're in that booth, because I think that's the larger part of this is what people do with their, um, their vote, with their, with their voting. And is that when you're looking at laws being presented and that's a lot, it's asking a lot, but in the digital age, it's not whole, it's not asking a whole lot. It's just asking you to get multiple perspectives Mm. on things that you're voting on. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. to give an example, we recently had a vote on a tax to allow people to um, get tax credits for making modifications for uh, sea level rise Mm -hmm. or for storms and stuff like that. And sounds really great right mm-hmm. it does it sounds yeah, like, like a great get people it makes sense that people should get a tax credit mm-hmm. because if they're, if working, they're towards, working towards yeah um but people also have to be able to afford to yeah. do those those ish those things because <laughs> if they can't afford to make adjustments to their home for sea level rise then then what right and they flood out and then we know that there is a certain demographic of people that are able to do that so then looking at these things that are coming to the table and saying you know what it's a great idea but how do we make sure that it works for all, of us. all kinds of people because yeah. again to me it's a green issue you can say it's race all day it, it, it it's it, that is a factor but it's all about green and the haves and the have-nots yeah I don't know, just looking deeper at the things that we're checking in the boxes. Right. And the people that we're checking. Right. In the boxes. You'll get a bunch of different perspectives. Yeah. 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 Man, well, good episode. Yeah. Well, we hope to see you. Yeah. Doing some things. Share with us what you're doing in your, na- your neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. It would be a lot of fun. And yeah. Keep tuning in. Yeah. Rate, review, and subscribe. And subscribe. Yes, it helps us. Don't if you love what we do, it helps us. Yeah, leave us a review. We appreciate yeah, you. We want to hear your honest feedback. Yes, and if you love us enough to continue to listen, uh, do not hesitate to become one of our homies yeah. or a buddy on the block yeah. or That's a next right. door neighbor on Patreon. On Patreon, we want to continue to do this. Yes, we do. We think uh, it's important. Yeah, as these studies show, I think it is important. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. To have these race conversations. All right, so uh, stay curious, stay open, and make it a great day. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Pop Culture Gourmet Popcorn. Ding! <laughs>